0: Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Musicians Journey podcast. The music featured in this episode is made by Vasile Bagyuk, and I'm very happy about presenting the first interdisciplinary episode where visual art has a central place alongside the music. I'll leave it to Vasile to tell the story.
1: So, I'm uh, Vasile Bagyuk, I'm a trombone player. Living in Hammerfest, the northernmost town of, I don't know, Europe. Let's say, um, I work in a culture school. Uh, it's a typical uh, school where kids in Norway and ups can uh, can register and play instrument or do arts or theater and so on, sing. So this, yeah, this is my job. Basically, I do uh, conduct. Uh, marching band as well. And, uh, we have, uh, here, most of the people, uh, working with the music, we have a part, uh, in our, um, work description, uh, which is performing art. So it's nice. We still continue playing. Originally, I'm from Romania. I moved to Norway when I was about 21, 22. Yeah, since then I've I've lived here. I uh, newly become Norwegian citizen. That's basically a sh- short introduction.
0: Yeah, <laughs> how did how did your journey begin as a musician?
1: Well, uh, I think we were very musical family. Um, I'm the only one that uh, pursued uh, studies and this uh, this. Uh, path in my life, uh, but uh, my sisters were singing, and uh, everyone, I mean, in the family, were singing. We had radio uh, most of the time on. Um, we were not a very rich family, so we couldn't afford an uh, LP player or cassette player in uh, those times. So we uh, radio was the way to hear music. So we had radio on most of the time. Um So my sisters were singing, one of my sisters was playing guitar, accompanying while they were singing. My mom was singing in a choir um, in those times in Romania in the communist time. uh, A lot of um, workplaces had their own uh, revue. I'm not sure what is in English this. (laughs) And uh, also choir and uh, cultural activities. And it was really, really cool, I think. My mom was, uh, since I was uh, how to say uh, the, the age difference between my sisters and me was pretty big. So my sister were at school; I was still a kid, uh, kindergarten or so. So my mom was taking me with her to these rehearsals, and I remember I uh, I was uh, I was not very shy. <laughs> so I uh, one day I almost stood up by uh, by the conductor of the choir, and I was kind of doing the same things as he was doing. <laughs> I didn't understand. I will actually understand what was happening, uh, but, um, yeah, everyone thought it was funny and so on. So I started there. And the second thing I remember, it was one of my uncles asked what I want to be when I grow up. And, um, uh, I said, I want to become a trombone player. But this is um, actually it's a bit uh, different because in Romania, uh, being a trombone player, could mean that you actually play trombone, but also, uh, you go around, um, luring people kind of like in a joking way. So, uh, going around with trombones in Romania, literally translated means to fool people around. <laughs> so, uh, that was what I wanted to do. But, um, then my mom wanted me to do music. So we had this music school. She, uh, registered me there. It's like, I think it's typical in Eastern Europe. Uh, it's like a normal school, but in, you have during the day, you have also musical classes that you can have as a class, like theory and solfeggio and stuff like that. And then in the afternoon, you have instrument, uh, classes. So that's when it started. I want to play piano, but they thought, uh, um, I don't know what they thought. they wanted me to play violin. so I couldn't decide. So I started with violin. It was a brutal four years from <laughs> first first grader to fourth grader. I had a horrible teacher. I mean two horrible teachers. One of them died not because of me, but I think because of they were they were brutal. Jesus. And How, um, in what way? I like the way of teaching They they could easily scream at you. Um, I remember one time I, this one teacher that died, I think he died of heart uh, or something. I don't know. Uh, he screamed so loud because I, I didn't, I don't know. I was kind of like in a trance. I think, uh, those uh, three, four years were more or less a dream world or something. Anyway, he screamed so loud that the piano resonated. <laughs> Even though no one pushed the uh, the pedal, you know the. <laughs> but then I, um, yeah, we were having exams every year, and the one year I just didn't go to exam because I. Uh, oh, it's very silly anyway. I broke one of the strings, and I was scared of my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a it's a it, it is a really adventurous because actually I basically stopped going to school for I don't know three or four weeks before the end of the school year. and uh, in a way I was lucky because uh, my mom had enough in her plate so she didn't manage to follow. Mm. okay this is an example but anyway I was in a way lucky because it turned out well the, but this next year I had to go to normal school within the same school. But I was not allowed to go to music classes and stuff. And then my mom discovered, of, of course, and uh, she uh, made me apply again to school. <laughs> and they, of course, knew me, knew what I did. And they said, well, we hope you're not going to do that again. But, uh, oh, yeah, and I want to play clarinet. I don't know why. I mean, I didn't know what I wanted. So they said, uh, well, uh, there's no uh, position in clarinet, but you can go play trombone. And I said, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm. (laughs) So I ended up playing trombone, which was actually very fun.
2: Mm.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's that's how I started.
0: (laughs) Wow. Was your trombone teacher uh, nicer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trombone players are usually nice, generally very, very flexible, very funny people. Some of them are deep into the whiskey bottle. (laughs) But um this one was a very nice teacher so I, I uh, got uh, and I grew up a little bit I understood what was happening around me also more. Mm-hmm. there were several things happening at the same time also i I uh, lost my father when I was I don't know what about eight years nine years old and it was uh, even though I cannot say I I thought it was dramatic. I think it did influence very much my state of mind and everything around. And uh, the communism just ended. So, so it was a crazy, crazy period in Romania. Yes.
0: Yeah. There is this generalization between Eastern European way of teaching and Western mm. European, or uh, mm. I don't know if, if it's Western, but at least the... The teacher I had when I was in school was uh, uh, incredibly friendly and nice, mm. and uh, almost too nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like to the point yeah. where uh, I could probably have been a better cellist at that point if he had been just a little more strict. More bad, eh? oh. uh, how how is your teaching style? Do you feel you have a bit of both sides?
1: Um. I usually teach kids and I think, uh, my philosophies, I am a, I'm a guide for them. Um, so I, um, of course I could get very frustrated when I, um, use more energy in one or in all the students, uh, or I use energy to prepare a repertoire or to work with the things with music or stuff, make it easy for them so they could not easy, but like make it, um, possible for them to actually reach that level and play it. Um, and then they come back without having practiced at all. And then it's a bit like, Ugh. <laughs> it, teacher generally is a hard, uh, is a hard uh, job in a way that the results are not always, e- or like music teacher, let's say, I feel that it's uh, harder than um, maybe uh art teacher that i'm thinking when you when you draw something you see the result of course when you play music you also hear the result but sometimes it takes a long time to come to a level or to to reach the level of uh, performing a piece of music you know needs a lot of practice and it takes a long time the 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 result is not here and now Mm. so uh, it's very demanding and challenging like to keep up your motivation, because it's important for the kids as well. If you're not motivated, then uh, it's, kids will feel that at once. Um, I was shocked. Yes. When I came to Norway, um, I had my first, uh, trombone class I had with a fantastic woman, uh, trombone player. Um, she, she was, uh, to the point. And what I thought was the, a shock was that she was not mean. I had this um uh, this feel I had I met some teachers in Romania. Luckily when I became a student in Romania I had a Japanese teacher actually. He somehow missed the train so he's <laughs> he stopped in uh, in Romania. Um and he was of a different culture than the Romanian culture. And I I think I'm very lucky there also with the with the way of teaching and uh, but anyway uh the other teachers i met in romania they were horrible they were mean like just make sure that you understand that whatever you have done where you come from is very bad <laughs> and they will make you a star or something i don't know mm. but when I feel this, you know, like this attitude and this, um, I, I don't have, I, ca- I cannot, I'm not stupid. I'm I'm not, uh, I don't just accept things, you know. And then I, I many people I turned off, I mean, uh, many teachers I said, oh, I'm sorry, I cannot uh, apply to this school. <laughs> I didn't want to have this person uh, for four years as a teacher, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, uh, I think it's important if you have a voice, if you have a meaning, if you know that something's wrong just stick to it it's very good
0: i only had an eastern european teacher when i did my master's degree then i had a russian teacher oh and i remember then uh, so it was uh, i was 23 24 and i remember uh, feeling quite strongly that if if this teacher had come along earlier in my life i mm. uh, would maybe have been a little uh, damaged or my uh, self-esteem would definitely have been uh, pretty damaged. But uh, luckily at that point I had a pretty solid, uh, I was kind of anchored in myself, so I was able to keep a certain distance and not let everything he said uh, actually get to me.
1: I think the style from uh, in Eastern Europe is uh, many put a lot of feeling in what they do, and um, kind of like your person it disappears in a way. You are like a, like an instrument,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, let's say in a master class, you know. And then they they tell you, there. I doubt they are mean, but uh, they come for me. They came across as mean, you know, mean spirited. But uh, many of them are. They have good intentions, and they tell you very good things, but they kind of like treat you as a not as a human being, that you may have feelings, you may after this half hour you can end up in toilet cry mm. and so on.
0: to do what you have uh, succeeded to do which was to find my place in the north uh, also in Hammerfest like you which is how we know each other Uh, and there was something very appealing about living in a small town up north where I could potentially have the roles that very few or even no one else were having Uh, and you have found these roles it seems like by teaching at the music school and conducting a marching band and compose, make visual art, like you found your place there?
1: Oh, well, I think it is easier. If it would have been easier if um, there was a job position when you were here, yeah. because uh, you, uh, you would have uh, maybe started working. I don't know if would have been your thing but at least having a steady job makes it easier to take these roles i uh, sometimes maybe feel that i should have had more i be more involved or yeah it's a small place and uh, a lot of people maybe expect you to have to do more to give more of you but um, it's it's nice i mean i like to have a job i like to have a steady income and it's a job that I like, I mean, because there are artists who have to have a steady income to be able to do their things. I haven't studied, for example, art. Uh, I've done it before. I remember one of the reasons I didn't continue, because maybe I would have not been a trombone player. Uh, one of the reasons is a horrible teacher, another horrible teacher that... Mm. Uh, this was uh, the art uh, teacher, the, um, the paintings, let's say. he was uh, His main thing was painting. And I came with, uh, with, uh, at school. I was, I don't know, seventh grader. Came uh, back with a piece I made at home. I was so satisfied about it. And then he just said, ah, but this is not... Uh, I don't know. So he just had a very negative comment. And I was so... I don't know. I was so so sad afterwards. But Anyway... Um, 40, when you get 40, something happens (laughs) (laughs) with most of the people. It could happen before, it could happen later, I don't know. Um, Covid had a very big impact, the not being able to travel and other small things that happen like uh, around you uh, and around me. And this kind of like gave me the um, push to go back a little bit to my drawing, doodling. Mm. I have my little book. I started in, I just, one day sat, I have a very wide side of the sofa. And while I had the TV on, I just said, oh, I have all these pens and stuff. I have to use them. Because I used to buy, even though I didn't draw much. So uh, I just started doodling. And then it developed in what happens today. Uh, I'm In the first year, let's say, I have a project on uh, my webpage and my Instagram and everywhere I post, 365 days. So I'm at day 217 or something like that. Every day I post art, something I made, I created. And sometimes much more work, uh, has music involved. Sometimes it's just drawing. Sometimes it's details from my drawing that I use apps or change or... So I, I've never managed to hold on a project so long. Mm. I'm very satisfied and in f- the end of September this year will be one year, but I hope this can become more for myself and, uh, and, uh, maybe change career. Who knows? But I have different, different projects. I wish I had even more time to, to do the, to fulfill all ideas. One other thing, which I think is related to small places, usually as a composer, let's say, I'm not, I'm, I'm not educated as a composer. I don't have like four or five years master degree in composition, but I do compose some music. Uh, but anyway, as a composer, as a musician, conductor, let's say an artist, uh, painter, whatever, living in a small place could be very limited concerning jobs. I mean, I do have my job. Uh, but uh, with aqu- with painting and drawing, uh, there's no one coming to ask, hey, would you like to do this or that? I mean, I'm also new, let's say, on the market. So uh, I found a way to make, create my own work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so I have a project. This is 365 days. It's my own project. I have to stick to it. So I have to have things to be posting every day. Sometimes I post five, four pictures, sometimes only one. It started actually last year, uh, as I said, with COVID. Suddenly, we couldn't come to work. We had to teach online and so on. And uh, not necessarily I had more time, but it felt like somehow I have to think about something as I had sometimes I have to do something. So I did some uh, some watercolors and I thought, wow, this is very cool. <laughs> and then I um, I thought, well, I would like to show it. Uh, on so many platforms as possible, and then I uh, said, "Well, I could make a video using Mac. It's so easy with iMovie um, with some of my pictures." And then I thought, "Well, it's a bit boring. I don't want to use anyone else's music. So why can't I just make something?" <laughs> so that's how uh, the work was empty. I, I mean, you could come to work, but with, you know, we're not supposed to meet your colleagues and stuff. Uh, so I, uh, came to, I mean, you know, the workplace. It was this one room, Magnus Larsensal. Mm. We have a new marimba, which I'm so fascinated by. It's not my instrument at all. I never studied marimba, but I know how it works. Yeah. So, uh, I just, uh, took my iPad. Yeah. I didn't have the, I mean, I, I, all this creativity, I keep it as cheap as possible because I know it very easily could be thousands over thousands. Of of uh, using money, so I uh, I use my iPad. It's okay microphone, but it's not very good quality. So I started to play things on marimba and record in GarageBand, and then move them around, cut it, shorten, set loop it, and so on. So that's how it started this thing with uh, in times of searching because I felt like it was a forty years old crisis or not what it is. It was the COVID. Uh, there were some personal uh, dramas, like some relatives dying on a very short time. And then it's like this, uh, you, sometimes everyone does. I think, what what am I doing? Mm. <laughs> and uh, w- w- what is the meaning of all life? <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, I felt like I'm in a, in a searching moment. I'm looking for something. I'm not sure where it ends, when I find it, if I would ever find it, but uh, I felt that I'm in a time of searching. So that was also the name of the project, which became um, an exhibition in March this year. I had my uh, second, actually, as an artist uh, exhibition. I had one many years ago, and I was supposed to have it every year, but then... uh, job gotten away and other things yeah so I'm, I'm very satisfied i mean i do come in a f- flow state of mind when i'm playing the music when i create music when i work with the music when i draw when i paint i uh, all these things just all the problems go away
0: I don't think I've verbalized this before, but there's something about how, how the different types of creative output is satisfying in different ways, and that they can together really complement each other. Uh, so with music, uh, unless it's a recording, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. then it only lasts in the moment, and it's yeah. never the same. And then with visual art, you have something that lasts For who knows how long, and also the various types of of experiencing it, of going to an art gallery or or going to a concert. Yeah,
1: I I fully understand what you mean, and it it is. But it's also, I mean, it's so nice to. um, What is uh, what would this be in English? Cavallure or like think about it and I just talk about the theme because also music has another influence than uh, a painting another way another they play on other strings let's say (laughs) Um, and and um, the the influence music is and musical experience in a concert it doesn't have to be a recording but in a concert for those who dare to go to the concert uh, is one way of experiencing for those who play it's another way if you play together with other people it's another experience mm. if you play it alone another experience uh, but still I'm thinking for those who go to the concert it has um, I used to tell the the, the concert band I said well imagine that you are now in a position of sitting on a stage having a concert and all the people that come here I mean it's it's very nice. For you, it means a lot that you have the possibility, especially with COVID. We were lucky. Uh, and it means something for you. But try to separate yourself a little bit for a moment and think, what does it mean for the people in the public? So they come to concert, they have an experience, uh, hopefully a joyful experience, or a sad experience. I mean, music can make you cry too, but I do have a strong experience. And um, and that all those people, the experience doesn't just disappear. The experience is in them, mm. and when they go out, they influence the other people because of the fact that they were at the concert, experienced this thing. Of course, it's nice with the painting. You could always—I have one painting in the Rijksmuseum in Amsterdam that I always love to go and look at it. Uh, and, Wait, and which uh, one is that? <laughs> it's a winter, winter landscape of, uh, Henrik Overkamp, I think. Oh. Oh. I'm not sure I pronounce it correctly, but I think the, everyone who, it's a fantastic, I don't know, it's like, I was walking through the exhibition, I mean, to, through the, to the National Museum and walking, walking, and suddenly I see this thing, and then it's like, you know, it just hits you, something. The colors, the atmosphere, I just, I can move further, you know. Sometimes I just see, oh, another woman or, oh, another dude. Oh, a horse, <laughs> a dog, some, oh, some fruits. I mean, they are beautiful, but still, <laughs> it's not like, okay, I could go further. Oh, there's another one, bouquet of flowers. But this one is like, oh, wow. And it's, it's um, you have this. It, it's very nice to be able to go back. But of course, when you went to a concert with a live concert, you cannot go back to it. But you do have a library up here,
2: mm.
1: and some of it, you still have it.
2: Mm.
1: I think you can influence people also through teaching, but also like when you play, perform, uh, you influence people in ways you wouldn't imagine. <laughs> mm. uh, it's so much more. It's like when you have a stone and you just lose it, uh, it falls in the water. It's like these rings. Mm. You're the stone. And then provokes this feeling and this feeling just moves through people. So those, I don't know, 150 people that were at the concert could maybe influence thousands. thousand. They yeah. have family, friends, whatever. And
0: Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes have to get back to this if I feel like the world is a diff- difficult place and how can I make it better? It, it always comes back to me. What can I do with myself? Yeah. And then it's about those rings yeah
1: well i think a podcast the podcast is a fantastic way i haven't said anything in the start but i think the podcast you do is really really cool oh, so uh, good luck further with uh good thank listeners you. and everything
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you experience visual art and music as two separate worlds or are they in the same are they complementing each other
1: in general um i think it's about like this painting you know just sometimes just feel oh this is so good this is like uh, you don't have to explain anything or why or it just feel this it's so good together uh for my my gallery and my video installation which was a video installation with music and the and the images um well i'm not sure i liked it <laughs> A lot of people thought it was um, uh, it was very interesting with the colors. I could uh, project it on a wall. Uh, HD, it was very good quality of the picture. Maybe sometimes a bit too much movement, like uh, back and forth. So I think if you have problems with your eyes, maybe you shouldn't look at the image. Mm. But um, the music, a lot of people liked it. They thought it was very meditative and it was nice to relax and. Mm. Uh, for me, I, I think it's a very good way to, to mix this. Um, I don't do like high ambitious music. I just do something I like. And, uh, it's not a symphony or something. I, so, so it's, I, I think it's nice. Now, for example, next month, I will have my second exhibition this year. So, uh, this one turned out to be more, um, more geometrical. I do have both aquarelle, uh, and, uh, and uh, just uh, working with TUSH with a uh, p- uh, pen ink and um, but uh, but the music has to be I think it's important music I always I go tour I take the train I fly um, I have music all the time in my head and I also I was doodle if I sit in a meeting and I'm not cha- <laughs> and I'm not challenged <laughs> I have to fill it
0: know what you want to achieve as a musician and as an artist
1: um i know i have one practical kind of like goal or idea i hope i could earn enough to live and continue creating so i could uh, focus uh, i could turn my focus more to that than teaching for example and or having to work the job i have today Uh, it's a very nice job it gives you many possibilities Uh, having to teach children puts life in so different perspectives Uh, the dialogues you have with the kids uh, the the way they answer the way they are uh, it makes you think always about i mean like understand life more or uh, question why things are like this or why like that and so on and you get new ideas sometimes from children children that actually ask why do i have to do this (laughs) (laughs) so then it's like they're all because i say so no Uh, so that that's the practical I hope I could actually leave of my uh, art and then uh, quit the fa- fast job no it's not fast job it's regular a regular job regular job yes mm. and the other one is uh, of course to achieve that I have to be recognized like be known and and also I as I'm in time of searching still my next exhibition will have another title but still I feel that is... Still, this searching because a lot of artists or like newly artists uh, in this uh, painting or in a, a graphic or illustrators they they talk about uh, finding a voice. I'm not sure. I think I have a voice, <laughs> but um, I'm fascinated about the new ideas. And while you work, while you draw, you get new ideas. You change like the, the change now. It's so big from. Abstract, uh, watercolor to, well, it's still abstract, but patterns and, uh, and hand-drawn brush painted, um ink painted, uh, patterns. But, um, I love it and I hope I can continue with this. Um, it makes me happy, makes me forget about the troubles of this world. And, uh, if I can, uh, sell and, uh, by, again, things I need to create more, uh, I'm very happy. <laughs> mm. So that's, that's basically my my hope. Yeah.
0: When having mm. a, an agenda, it uh, makes you kind of fearless, doesn't it? When it comes to being more visible. Like I'm thinking about myself when I, when I decided I had to become more visible and yeah. accessible to people. It makes it a lot easier to post things in social media, or to to just be more out, because there is this reason behind it that is uh, felt. Like there is a purpose to Ah. what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, and you have to do that if you want to. If you want people to know about you and but uh many people maybe don't dare because they i think uh, being too critic on yourself Mm. can be a big uh, that's one thing but another thing is also the 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 scare i mean a lot of people are scared to actually go out (laughs) not to go out of the house but like because this you you suddenly are not this is not your thing I mean, it's something you do, but you opened so easily. Someone could criticize you. Mm. Someone could say, "Oh, that's not good," or "That's very good." Both things you can experience, and to dare to open to go out—it's uh, it's an important step. A lot of people are waiting too long <laughs> for actually doing that, and then it takes time. Um, it's time lost in a way. Mm. So it's very good to, to start. I think it's funny. For some years ago, I, I uh, heard about a lot of freelancers in the music milieu that quitted freelance and got a steady job or like a permanent job. And it was funny because I thought being a freelance is so free and cool. But uh, I guess it was hard. I don't know. But now I feel like I would really like – I'm 40 – that's when I should just be happy with my coffee and uh, parmesan or olive oil and sit home, mm. watch TV, <laughs> having my job, doing my routines, and then that's all. Prepare for pension or whatever. And now I feel that like I would really go for, uh, for freelance, mm. but uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet.
0: Mm. So, do you have uh, daily routines?
1: Um, I used to have, uh, when I was, uh, when I was uh, practicing a lot in Tumbon, I used to wake up early. So I was at seven here at work, practice until uh, nine, 10. Uh, and then either it was meeting or I was working a bit or I go home and take a nap or so. So I, that was one of the routines. Otherwise, um, I'm trying to keep up a schedule or like separate, like this is work and this is my art. Uh, I don't paint or draw every day, but I do have the weekends I keep for this so uh, I can say that I have a routine of always thinking about music always thinking about ideas that I hold on to and I yeah I could do other things that doesn't necessarily need uh, much brain <laughs> so i'm I'm thinking about this all the time sometimes I don't just draw. Until I find something I'm satisfied, I think often a lot about. And then I just go and... Uh, I mean, this, the, the the songs, for example, for um, this exhibition in March, uh, in times of searching, um, the first two, I played them in, in one day. I mean, a few hours, not like 24 hours. So I came to work and I took the cover of the marimba and I, I started to play. So I played samples and I played long samples. Then I listened, I sampled it together. Then I thought, oh, okay, so I need uh, some piano here. I need some of this, and then some garage band uh, stuff. And that's all. I didn't want to do much for this. I didn't write it down. I have to write it down if you want to play it one day, if someone would want to play it. And since I'm not a marimba player, I had to do several takes because <laughs> I'm not uh, used with four uh sticks and stuff. I'm mean, just play one voice and then I play another one on top of it. Uh, so uh, and I would never go around saying, "Oh, I'm I'm a marimba player." No, I'm a, I'm a composer, I'm a musician. I know how the scales work. So
0: <laughs> have you faced any challenges
1: um, as as a, as a trombone player, yes, a lot of challenges. Basically, people that just be mean to you, yeah, or uh, people that want to position themselves. You know, like uh, have this. Uh, there are unfortunately some in the music world that have this uh, need of showing that. They are better than you or they are very good. Not necessarily better than you, but just, this is me, you know. Um, and uh, sometimes it's uh, very nicely done, elegantly. Sometimes, I mean, if you're good, I'm thinking you don't need to tell people that you're good or point out. Um, but some people don't understand this, so they point it out. And I think that's very challenging to have to work with people like this, mm. it makes the work really unpleasant mm. for me. Some people don't care about this, so I, I it's totally fine. But I, I, am very sensitive on, on the language, on the tone. We have a saying, I mean, or I think it's generally in the world, the tone makes the music or something like that we say. So, um, if it's a nice music, then you have nice tones. If you have ugly mm. music, then it's not. Nice stuff. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sensitive on this. Uh, that, that I find challenging. Other ways, I mean, if I don't like something, if I feel this is not right, I just avoid it. So I kind of like, let's say that was my, uh, <laughs> what are my routines? Avoiding people I, that don't make me happy and contribute, uh, for a better world. I avoid. So, yeah. But other ways, challenges, no, uh, I mean, it is hard to sit hours and paint or draw, especially drawings. It is really painstakingly. You have to go several brushes and, oh, God, it's small. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: Hope I don't blah, get blind. <laughs> Some of the drawings are really small, so you have to go like, oh, a little triangle here, God. Uh, but uh, no, I uh, also have been lucky to meet a lot of nice people, encouraging people, people that have nicely to say. Yeah.
0: What does it mean to be a musician?
1: For me? um, To play music, to be able to play with different people, to play different musics, to give uh, other people that are not so lucky to be able to play an instrument or music, to give them an experience, to make them happy or sad or make them cry or make them laugh this is uh this is uh for me what does it mean for you
0: (laughs) to be a musician yeah i think uh, there's something very human about it so it's like just uh tapping into this part of of me and this part of uh, yeah if it's only me playing then it means to share with others Mm. to put Mm. vibrations into the room that can be shared by those in the room. And of course, if it's with others, then it feels like connecting on this Mm. nonverbal level, Mm. which feels so therapeutic in a way. It's like coming home to to this Mm. place after a whole day of dealing with language, maybe.
1: I uh, don't you think music is also, uh, I mean if you take it that far, it's, it's a language. I tell my students this is language also. That's why in the start it feels that like things go fast. Because if you go to, I don't know, a country you wouldn't know the language and you hear someone talk that language, you think they talk very fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have ever heard people tell, oh wow, you talk so fast. And it's like, no, this is normal tempo. But for yeah. them, since they don't know it, it sounds like very fast. Mm. And I think it's also with the music. When you don't know the music, when you don't know the language, oh, this song goes so fast. Oh, I can't, I don't manage to change, you know? So it's uh, kind of like language. But it's uh, yes, it's, uh, it's a non-verbal language. It's a sound and it's another yeah. connection.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's uh, more embracing than mm than the verbal language. It, it can mean anything you need it to mean, kind of, while mm. words can be very limiting. Yeah. Where can people find you and see yes. your art and listen to your music?
1: So, um, I have a YouTube channel. It's just basically my name. I know it's a difficult name sometimes, but it's Vasile You. Um I have an Instagram. Uh, I have an well, I thought it was a web page, but it uh, looks more like a blog. I didn't have so much time to set myself in it and like find out how it works. But uh, it is a web page, I would say, kind of blog where I post every day. It's the same name wwwvasilebagir.com And I have some Twitter. I'm not so very active. I just post and uh, always hashtags. I don't have strong opinions uh, around my pain, my pictures. Uh, Sometimes I give them names. Sometimes I don't. Uh, They don't tell me anything. Like, uh, it's just an abstract thing. That's where people can find me. Please find me. (laughs) Go in the, follow me on instagram i post everyday on all on youtube i don't post everyday i post only when i have some music video but uh, on my uh, youtube channel i have a mix of some school work with my kids i have a christmas song sadly i uh, just made last year <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have the finance to record it in a studio so it doesn't have song but it's supposed to be with song it has text if people want to read while they listen to the music and then I have this in times of searching and some conducting uh, video I had to make one because I applied to a conducting study so uh, yes but that's uh, other ways on Instagram, Twitter and my webpage I post every day Mm-hmm. Um, so please, uh, do check out everything. Let's say it's for sale, if it helps. Uh, I haven't figured out yet how to sell abroad, but, um, if I would have several people interested, I would certainly put time into finding out how, but I sold in Norway and I hope, of course, to, to sell locally for the most. Uh, from the last exhibition, and I hope I could sell on the next one too but of course um, I hope for some some greater job that gives uh, some challenge like actually to work and then have it uh, over a longer time like i don't know illustrate something that would be cool or make design for i don't know clothes or for tiles or wallpaper I would be fascinated to to try that and uh, Otherwise, just, uh, originals are also nice to buy. <sighs> that's, <Yeah. laughs> that's where people find me.
0: For listening, I'll include relevant links in the show notes so that you can see Vasilis' artwork in combination with his music, and so that you can tell him how much you'd like a wallpaper with his artwork on it. For any comments to me, my email address is in the show notes and also on my website rangelwesenberg.com.